Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. You know, just as the rain's coming down outside this building, the rain of God can be coming down in your heart and your lives here in this building right now in this present moment. I don't know how many of us are here, but it's great that rain didn't deter deter you this morning. God's got an appointment for all of us this morning. He's got something here for all of us this morning. And Sunday mornings for me, it's a non-negotiable. This is part of what you can can see it if you want to, brother. This is a non-negotiable for me. This is part of who I am. And we were just singing, just out there for a second, guys. We were just singing that song. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My heart is drowned in perfect love, and it is. And I was coming in here today, and, and I was praying before the service. And here we are getting to come in Australia in a free land here, here today. And there's a bit of rain falling outside. And we get to come to church. But I couldn't help but think of our brothers and sisters in Ukraine at the moment. And I don't know if you saw the the quick shot I saw on the way to church of them praying in the subways. And here they are, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. And they're getting to choose church. They can't go to their churches anymore. They're meeting in the subways. And it's not rain falling, it's bombs and it's, it's bullets flying around. And yet their faith is still their faith doesn't make any difference whether there's bullets, whether there's bombs, whether there's rain. And I'm not saying, I'm not having a go at the people who didn't come this morning. But can we, we're going to pray in a minute. We're going to pray for Ukraine. We're going to pray that the God has his way in that place. And whatever Putin and one of these other guys want to do in Ukraine, okay, that's one thing. But let's, let's ask that God's going to have his way in Ukraine that there's going to be a cosmic shift in the attitudes of people and there's going to be divine appointments all over that place because their lives are being shifted and they're asking questions. What is this all about? And I pray that we don't have to wait until something's really bad in our lives before we make a decision and say, what is this all about? And I'm going to turn my life back to you. That we make a decision in the good times that we're going to turn our life back to Him. In the good times we're going to push in, in the good times we're going to press in, and not wait till it gets too bad until things have to happen to make us get on our knees before our God. He is an awesome God. He is a mighty God. He's a loving God, a kind, compassionate God. That is the God we serve. Whether there's a bullet coming at me or whether there's rain coming at me, God does not change. The question is, do we change? We got a text from Tom Tate this morning asking for all the churches to pray for the Gold Coast, just that no lives will be lost and that people won't lose their houses in the flood that's supposed to happen. Can we also pray for the Sunshine Coast, for the water that's coming down up there? This is turbulent times, Ruin. I don't know if you feel it, but I feel there's a a, a real shaking. And I don't want to overemphasize it, but this is a time for us to stand up as people. So can we stand this morning? And can we stand as not just me standing here with God, but there's each and every one of my brothers and sisters here this morning and we're joining in faith.
joining of faith with all the other churches on the coast, all the other churches in Australia, all the other churches around the world, and I'm sure on Sunday morning they're praying for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and in Russia and all the other parts of the world that are going persecution. Can we just close our eyes? And can we shift our focus back to, to these people? Because they're people just like us. They've got families, they've got kids, they've got livelihoods, they've got homes. God, so we pray this morning. We pray for Ukraine. And God, Lord, I ask, Lord God, through this tumultuous season, that there be a move of God in that country. God, and no matter what happens physically, I ask that spiritually, Lord God, you would pour out your spirit upon that place. The God and, the, and the, the men, Lord, that have been called up to take up arms, even though they're not trained, that there be a divine appointment for them, Lord God, as, the, Lord God, as, as they're trying to look after their country and looking after their wives and their kids and their possessions. I pray and ask, Lord God, Lord, in the heavenlies, Lord God, and we pull down those principalities and powers that they would not have their way in Ukraine. But God, there'd be a move of God across that country. Something would shift, Lord God, that minds and hearts would be turned towards you in this moment, Lord, I pray. And God, Lord, whether they're gonna live for one year or one moment or a hundred years, that God, Lord, they would dedicate themselves to you, Lord, at this season, Lord, I pray. There'd be lives being changed and lives won for your kingdom. I pray, Lord, for your perfect peace to be upon the people of Ukraine. I pray, Lord, in the moments, Lord, with all this turmoil, Lord, they'll find that place, Lord God, where they can find that peace inside, that peace that goes beyond understanding. Let it rest upon their hearts and minds, Lord, I pray at this season. That God, Lord, the church would arise, the church would take its place. The church would not sit back in this season, but it would stand up, Lord, for all that you have in Ukraine. And God, Lord, I pray for us here in Australia. I pray, Lord God, for the Sunshine Coast, Lord, with houses being lost, Lord, and possessions being lost at this moment. That God, Lord, once again, your churches would stand up, Lord. God, that you would, you would come to the hearts and minds of people, Lord God, to reassure them at this time. Let the ones, Lord, who have stepped back from, from you, Lord God, the ones who have stepped out of church in this moment to step back into relationship with you, Lord, I pray. Oh God, we cry out for souls. Even the Gold Coast and what's going on here with this rain, Lord, I pray and ask, Lord God, that your hand be upon the Gold Coast. That God, possessions would be not, not lost. Lives would not be lost. Churches would stand up again, Lord, and proclaim your gospel at this moment, Lord, we pray. And God, Lord, I pray, Lord, for us here in this building, for a stirring in our hearts, a stirring in our belly, Lord God, that we would not sit back, Lord, but we'd take up our place, Lord, in your kingdom that we'll be the ones to show mercy and grace and compassion and mercy to the ones, Lord, we meet. We'll be your very voice, Lord, in this season, Lord, I pray. God, Lord, so I pray for divine appointments all upon this room. Divine appointments, Lord, for the ones, Lord, who have, have put down what they were called to do in the last few seasons, that God, this morning, we would pick it up again and we would go again, Lord. For the ones who don't think they've got a calling in their lives, Lord, I pray, Lord God, you give them a fresh dream, a fresh vision, Lord God, about what they can do in your kingdom, Lord, and how powerful they are in you. So God, Lord, I pray for your word. I pray as we open up your word this morning, Lord, and speak to us, all of us, Lord, I pray, that we'd leave this place different, knowing that we've heard from you, Lord, not from me, but from you. So let your spirit rest upon this house. 
I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Uh, yes. Thanks, guys. I was going to sing another song, but, you know, this is a baptismal service. And we get the, we get the opportunity to baptize someone this morning. Someone who's dedicated their lives to God and says, I'm all in. I'm going to get wet because I'm all in. So you're ready this morning. It's going to be a great time of celebration of a heart that's turned back to their God, back to their King, back to their Saviour, back to their Dad. Celebration for all of us. Can we take part of that this morning? You know, as a church, our lead, one of our lead pastors, Pastor Ann Graham, felt that Isaiah 61 was the, the uh, message for us for the season. And so I'm going to read that out, but first of all, I'd like to read a, a bit of a story. Oh. You know, I've forgotten my Bible. I hope you've got it, Michael, the, the scriptures. I'd like to read from Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. Have you got them? Michael, great. And it's the story, if, if you've been in church a while, you would have heard, heard about the man called Moses. And we've all, when I say Moses, you'll probably instinctively think of one portion of his life that will instinctively come to mind, whether it's parting the Red Sea, whether it's leading the children of Israel, whether it's killing the Egyptian, whatever it is, there'll be something that comes to mind. So I'm going to read out from chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. So Moses answered, What if they don't believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? And the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? A staff, he replied. And the Lord said, Throw it on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand, take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and turned it back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. My statement first up is, what is in your hand? Do you believe that you've got something in your hand that can be used for the kingdom? No? Yes. Do you believe you've got something in your hand that can be used for the kingdom? Yes. yes. Now come on, do you believe that you've got something in your hand that can be used for the kingdom? Yes. Come on, he's enabled you. He's given you everything you need to carry out the task that you're assigned to. Everything you need. Do you believe that he's given, there's something in your hand for the kingdom? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. you know Moses had been in the middle of a conversation with God how would you be if you're walking down the street and a bush suddenly burnt and, and erupted in fire in front of you you'd be surprised you'd be shocked wouldn't you especially if it didn't burn well for Moses in, in the in the desert it was actually quite a common thing that they would, they would quite often have bushes spontaneously burn in, in the desert because the sand would get so hot that the bushes would actually catch fire because they're so dry. Or maybe there's a lightning strike and so they'd find bushes just on fire. But this bush was different. And the thing that marked this bush was there was a fire inside it, but it did not get burnt. And isn't that a whole, there's a whole sermon in that alone. Can we relate to that bush and this should be us this morning. There should be lots of bushes on fire, but something about us 
There should be a fire burning inside of us that does not burn us, that does not consume or consumes us, but it does not hurt us. That bush should be us. That bush should be the bush that's on fire but not being consumed. The bush that actually God speaks out of. So Moses is walking through the desert and he sees this bush and it's burning so he just keeps on walking. And it says he notices that this bush wasn't consumed. And so he turns to God. God did not call Moses. God was in the bush saying, Moses, Moses. His attention was drawn to this bush. And when his attention was drawn to the bush, his actually attention was drawn towards God. He, he, he turned his attention towards God. And when he turned his attention towards God, God calls him Moses, Moses. And how many of us, that's another whole sermon. How many of us are running through our lives expecting God to call us, but we don't actually turn to God? We don't actually take our time and our efforts to turn towards him, turn towards the bush, and then have God speak to us. We go through our days and our lives and, and we think God's going to lead and direct us, but we never actually turn towards him. And Moses has this miraculous experience where he meets God in the desert. And God says to him, I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. Moses can't change him. Moses can't do anything. God is the God of the I am who I am. You do realize that no matter what we do, the same God is the same of God who created Adam and Eve is the same God here with us today. No difference, the same I am. The same God that spoke to Adam and Eve is the same God who was able to speak to you and me. No difference. The question is, Adam and Eve walked in the garden and they walked with God. Are we going to be like Moses and turn to the bush and have the great I am speak to us? You know, Moses had grown up in Egypt, and if you know the story, he was a, a prince in Egypt, and he spent 40 years in Egypt. And because he, he was a Hebrew, he had he'd gone out, out of his rage one day and, and killed an Egyptian who was persecuting one of the Hebrews. And so he ran from Egypt. So he spent 40 years in Egypt, then he spends another 40 years in the desert looking after sheep because Pharaoh was going to kill him because he killed an Egyptian. And then after 80 years, and by the way, if you're an old person here, Moses got called after 80 years, so there's time left for you. <laughs> and after 80 years, he gets this call from a burning bush. And after this call with a burning bush, where Moses' life takes, a, he's had an intersection when he's in Egypt and he turns and goes to the desert. This is another turnabout where he turns after this interaction with God and he turns around and he heads back to Egypt. And he spends the next 40 years leading the people of Israel out of slavery into freedom, into the promised land. Amazing man. Amazing, amazing man. And I don't know where you're at this morning, but I would hope from this moment on, is there going to be an intersection with you and God here today? where the next 40 years of my life, 50 years, 60 years, maybe 10, 20 years, whatever it is, I'm going to turn my, my way back. And what the Egypt was meant to destroy me is now going to be my place where I'm going to head back to. And it's going to be the very place where I find deliverance for not just for me, but all of my people as well. Let's not just hide from our Egypts. 
Let's turn around and let's go, if we have to, go back to Egypt because the very thing that was meant to destroy you can be your very greatest strength in God. Not in yourself, but in God. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel totally out of your league? Moses. When your nerves overwhelm you and your shortcomings speak to you? Moses. So stressed out that you can't think straight? Moses. Or physically, you just can't carry out the task that was been assigned to you because God had told him he was going to go and take all the people out of Egypt and set them free. One man, big task. Fear and uncertainty grip you, Moses. But just because he had questions and doubt did not mean he had missed or was not up to the call. Because if Moses can do it, we can do it. Can, can, we, can we enlarge our capacity, our, our, our outlook this morning and not be confined to what the world preaches because the world is preaching us a lot of things at the moment. Are we going to allow that to come? Because for us, during COVID, during sickness, during financial difficulties, during wars, during famines, during earthquakes, during volcanoes, during tsunamis, during isolation, during mental health problems, during violence in the home, and, and I'm, I'm reeling off these things and I'm thinking these are all happening in our world right at this moment. All of these things. During all of these things, are we going to make a decision just like Moses? I'm going to take a turnaround and I'm going to shift my face towards God and I'm going to hear him. And even the bush that's burning, I'm going to hear God. See, in Matthew 24, it says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of birth pains. You know, I, I, I really believe that we talk about end times. End times... There's an end times at the end times, but I believe the end times started when Jesus was on the earth. When he brought a, a new season to the earth. And have you noticed that since he came to the earth, Christians have been persecuted, the Jews have been, well they always have been. But this is going on for millennia. We're just part of that season, but will we take up, take up our part in this, in this story? Will we stand up for Jesus in this time? Will we speak for who he is? Will we bring hope to the world? You know, it's, it's simple. We went out for lunch on Sunday and we met a man who needed hope and we gave him hope. Claire met a girl in, in the supermarkets the other day. She needed hope. She got hope. It's just, do, it's just in the day-to-day -day things we do. Will we take up what's in our hands and will we run for God? All of us have a task. See, in, in chapter 4, verse 1, Moses thinks... Or he says, the people, the people will say, the Lord did not appear to you. He's just had this divine appointment with God. He's spoken to God, and God has actually physically spoken to him. And he comes out of the situation, and he's actually still in it. And he's saying to God, but these people won't believe me. You know, all of us will say, God, if you will speak to me directly, then I'll, then I'll do it for you. If you turn up here and, and I see you face to face, yes, I will do it. 
We put these preconceived ideas that say, if you do this, I will do that. Well, Moses was standing in front of God, listening to actually God's voice. And he still says to Moses, but they won't listen to me. Don't think just because you haven't heard a physical voice of God, there is not a calling on your life. Don't think he has got something to you. If Moses can doubt the very voice of God, don't, don't allow your doubts to stop you what you were meant to do. Please don't wait for, for a, a specific voice. My voice is the word of God, which I haven't got a Bible up here. If the word of God says it, I do it. It's as plain and simple as that. You know, many of our dreams have been smashed over the previous seasons for us. And whether it's COVID or whether it's whatever it is, with with the church dissipating, with my faith being challenged, because now I don't believe in God anymore because there's COVID in the world. You know, people, come on. Do we believe in God? Do we believe in God? So what is that belief system you have in God? If COVID comes up, do you still believe in God? If people stand up and they say, yes, but this portion of scripture is exactly the way you thought, do you still believe in God? Do you believe in God because your thought patterns are are, are challenging some part of of, of what you really believed and God's shifting you from something you really believed into something else? Does you believe that Jesus is still the saviour? Do you believe that God is still God? So why are we slowing down? Why are we changing? Why do we allow situations and circumstances to slow us down in these seasons? God is still God and God is still on the throne and I'm still his son, so nothing should change. You know, there will always be tension in the world. It's happened for Jesus, it happened for his disciples, it's happened for the church through time memorial. We can expect tension, but in that tension, can we also expect there's going to be a peace that goes beyond understanding in our hearts? Can we take our eyes off what the world is saying, shift our focus back to God, and allow that peace that goes beyond understanding to come into our hearts and minds? That is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what we find inside of us. It's that pearl that is worth more than anything else. It's when we find God, and when that pearl is in our hearts, It gushes out through our mouths, it gushes out through our hands, it gushes out through our lives, and we cannot hold it in. But the question is, do you know that pearl inside? That peace that covers you when you're in a tough situation, do you know that? Have you experienced it in your lives? You know, we've got four kids, and our second son, when he was young, he had a real trouble with speech. He couldn't, he couldn't speak his words properly. And we had all the teachers saying to us, this guy's got to go and get um, speech therapy. Um, there's something wrong here. He needs to change. And whether we should have or not, I don't know. But they said he needed special help. And if you know my son now, he's a salesman. He can sell ice to the Eskimos. He's articulate. He speaks really, really well. He's a really intelligent man. And if I'd listened to those words of when he was young, they were speaking no hope over our son. But we believed that we spoke something different over his life. And he's changed. And, and my other son, Caleb, if you know our son, Caleb, he's, he's preached on this, 
on here now. When he was young, first of all, they said he might have had meningitis. Then they said his head was too, too big. And they said, there's something wrong. He actually couldn't hold his head up when he was a baby. It, it, it flopped around all over the place. And it was, yeah, a doctor even wanted to just take him into hospital because they said he had a brain tumour. All these things were spoken over our kids. They said he was a slow learner at school. They said he would not ever amount to anything intellectual. This is what was spoken over our kids. So we took him, we took him at one stage to a, um, for a high, an IQ test. He went for this IQ test, and not only did he meet standard on this IQ test, he was far above standards of, of virtually every other kid in his school who took the IQ test. If we had listened to the original words, we would have looked at our child as someone who, who is not quite meeting standards, but no, that was not our son. And if you know him now, he's a team leader, he's a preacher, he's really articulate, he's a wise man, and yet if we listen to the, to the words spoken over them when he was a child, he would not be the man who he is today. See, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that might be when they're younger to where they are now. Well, what lies are the enemy telling you today? What lies are you listening to? Let me tell you, God's going to put you in a place that you can handle. He's going to give you the gifts you need and the abilities you need to walk through your journey of life. The question is, when you go through your life, will you turn to the bush? Will you turn to the bush and will you allow God to speak to you directly? So can I ask you the first question? What is in your hands today? What is in your hands today? Is there a thought that comes to your mind? What is in your hands that you can use for your family, first of all, for your finances, for this country? But more importantly, what is in your hands that you can use for the kingdom of God? God has given you something. See, Moses had all these questions. Even though he was having a dialogue with God, he had the questions. They won't believe me. He actually went later on to say, I can't speak properly. They thought he, some people say he had a stutter or a speech impediment. They're not going to be able to hear me or understand me. So God asked him the question, what do you have in your hand? And he says a staff, a simple staff. It's a staff, and we, we all, if we know scripture, it's, it's a, a hook on one end so you can pull sheep out of ruts and save them. There's a solid end on the other end, so if the enemies come, we can bash them up and do what we have to do, but it's a staff. It's just a staff. And he says to Moses, and Moses obeys the word of the Lord, the thing that was in his hands. Have you thought of something that's in your hands? Have you all got something? Something that God can use. Has everybody thought, sort of th thought of something? Yeah. yeah. Put up your hand if you've sort of thought of something. I'm going to give it a little while longer. Has everybody got something? Now that thing, that thing that God's put in your hands, can you imagine there's divine purpose on that? Yeah. There's a, a divinity in that. Okay, now can you imagine yourself this morning... God's speaking to you. What are you going to do with that thing? 
God told him to throw it to the ground. So what did he do? He obeyed God. He threw it in the ground and, and a simple staff became a serpent. It became a snake. Something supernatural happened when he obeyed the verse of God with the simple thing he had in his hands. Maybe you're an accountant. Maybe you're a mechanic. But in the hands of God, when you listen to the voice of God and you throw it to the ground, it becomes supernatural. Maybe you've got the gift of prophecy upon your life. Maybe you're able to teach. Maybe you're an evangelist. But if you say, yes, it's in my hand, but you never do anything with it, it's never going to get used. It's when the voice of God becomes on it and you do what he says, then all of a, come, all of a sudden the natural becomes supernatural in, in the hands of God. And let me tell you, all of you have something. Everybody has something in your hands, especially in the season we're in now. Such turmoil. Can you believe that you can be the difference in someone else's life? The difference in your family's life, the difference in your workmate's life, the difference wherever you go because you've got something that can be appointed with and used for God. Put your resources to work. Put your finances to work. Put your body to work. Work it, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who can I call up? <laughs> You know, if, if I didn't do a bit of exercise, I'm skinny now, I'd be a toothpick. I'm one of these people that, that people, if they don't do exercise or if they don't do anything, they just get fat. If I don't do anything, I lose weight. And it's, it's a... <laughs> See, I'm special. <laughs> so... You know, I, I have to work to try and keep some weight on. It sounds bad, but I have to eat. It's tough, I tell you. It's a cross to bear. <laughs> but what have you got? What, what's something different in your life? You know, David had five small stones. The widow of Zarephath had a jar of oil and it never ran out. A simple boy bought a couple of fish and five small loaves. What are we going to bring to the table? There is something special for everybody in this place. You know, from the very moment I, I gave my heart to God, I served. And I'm not saying this to, to blow trumpets or anything else, but I served. I was an electrician. So in my electrical work, we, we built a church. So I wired it for nothing. That was just what you did. What is in your hands? We've all got something in our hands. Billy Sunday says, more people, more people fail through lack of purpose than lack of talent. Kay Arthur says, God is responsible for covering your weaknesses, for being your strength, he will give you his abilities for your disabilities. And we all have abilities. So do what God says. Moses threw the staff on the ground and the natural became supernatural. See, Moses used their staff to bring the plagues for Egypt. He brought plagues of, of blood, frogs, lice, hail, locusts. It's no longer just a passive object, but it's something supernatural in his hand. 
He splits the Red Sea with the same staff he had in his hand, just a staff. He whacks a rock a couple of times and brings water out of a rock, just a simple staff. But because it was dedicated to God, something supernatural happens. You know, I don't think we realize what we've got. I don't think we realize who we are. God's continually telling us that you're amazing. He's continually telling you that you have everything you need. He's continually speaking to you and saying all sorts of things over your life. And I don't know if we really listen to him. But do we realize what the enemy sees when he sees us? He sees the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The very Spirit of God living inside of us. And if we don't believe what the enemy of God, what God says over us, let me tell you, the enemy believes it. And when he sees us, I believe he's actually scared of us. Do we believe that? You know, he comes to deceive us. He comes to tell us lies. He comes to tell us we're not good enough. Do you know why? Because he knows we've been forgiven. Do you know you've been forgiven? The enemy knows it. Do you know it? He knows there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus who walk every day with the Spirit of the Lord. The enemy knows it. Do you believe it? Do you know it? See, he's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. See, the enemy knows we win. And he's out there to try and deceive us. Do you know you win? Do you know you win? Do you know you're winners? Do you know if you've given your life to, to God... You are a winner. You're going to win. Don't don't let the enemy say anything else to you because you're a winner. Can I also say, don't let the enemy know more about your potential than you know about your potential. Gee, you're really excited. (laughs) Can I grab your, your Bible, Claire? I haven't got mine. Yeah. The brick... And is it up there? Have you got Isaiah 61, 1 to 3? Oh, Michael's got it. Sorry, I don't need the brick. This is the word of God for this season, we believe. For us as a church. Maybe we should all say this this morning. Together. Are you ready? And can we say it loud? As a statement of faith this morning. Can we say this loud this morning? You ready? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to put up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. We will be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. That is who we are. That is who we are. Do we believe this is the year of the Lord's favor, even though there's wars, even though there's tsunamis, even though there's COVID, 
even though there's financial difficulty, even though our world is being turned over, even though we've been flooded, you know, we couldn't get home last night, we had to park the cars up the road, walk across the fire trail, get someone else to pick us up to get home. All these little things are sent there to, to sort of put us off. But do we believe in all of that, that I'm called of the Lord? I've got a staff in my hand. There is something in my hand that I can use. Are we going to pick up the staff? Are we going to press into all that God has and make a difference? Even in the season, in fact, this is the season where the church can stand up. The church is the ones who can make a difference. Through all the turmoil, this is our greatest season. Our greatest season. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Yes. You know, we're having a baptism this morning. And this is a declaration of what God has done, but also a declaration of who this person is in God. It's a, a sign where someone is going to go down in this water. Montana, 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 Montana. is going to go down in this water. She's going to symbolize what happened to her life. That her old life has been left behind and the new life has come into her life. So, people, challenge for us. What of your old life has been left behind? What of your old life has been left behind? And this new kingdom that you've picked up, what have you picked up in this new kingdom? And just like Moses, he was just walking past a burning bush and then he noticed it was burning and when he turned towards the bush, something happened. Can I encourage you today, we're walking through our normal lives where we stop, where we turn towards God, back to the bush, and allow the bush to speak to us because he has something in your hands today. I don't know if you all know God here this morning. If you don't, let me tell you, it's the best decision you can ever make is to come to Jesus, to allow him into your life, to allow him to change you from the inside out that you become actually different. I'm a different, different person than what I was and when I was saved. My son Andrew is a different person than what he is now. My son Caleb is a different person than what, than what he was when he was a child. I know there's potential in all of us. Can we have confidence this morning? Confidence this morning. That God is, is going to move in our lives. He's going to do something special in our lives. That this season of turmoil is not a season just of turmoil for us. It's a, term, a season of opportunity for us to step into all that God has. You are powerful in God. There's a supernatural God living inside of you. And do you believe it? Do you believe it? Yes. Will we take up what's in our hands and will we use it for God? So God, Lord, I pray for each and every one of us here today. I pray that as we go home today, we would ask that question, what is in our hands? And what can we do for the furtherance of your kingdom? What can we do that's going to make a difference in people's lives? Lord, I thank you that you're upon me. I thank you that your spirit rests upon me. But now, Lord God, that spirit that's in me, allow it to go out to touch the world around us. So God, Lord, I pray. I pray and ask, Lord God, Lord, that God, you'd anoint people even in this moment. Anoint people in this moment. Let them know that they have a staff in their hands that can be used for you. And what the enemy has been saying, to help them not to listen to the enemy or the world, but to turn back towards you, back to the bush, back to the bush, 
to hear you, I pray. God, Lord, pour out your spirit, we ask, over this next season. Lord, over Ukraine, over the nations of the world, Lord, that God, Lord, we call out for the nations for you. That's our cry, Lord God, that your voice would be heard over the nations, but let it start here with us here right now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.